0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another overcast day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Steve Ward, Managing Director at Edmund Street Activity Center, a daycare for adults with varying social and physical needs. Steve, Hello. Hello. Thank you for coming on the program today. We might as well dive straight in. What does the word leader mean to you? Uh,
1: It means quite a lot of different things. Um, I think uh, to be to be a good leader, you you need to uh, command respect, and uh, you need to firstly know your limitations. Uh, You know, you need to know your limitations and know your strengths and weaknesses, Um, and be aware of these things. Lead by example. So uh, quite a, quite a lot of different things in terms of being a leader. It's not just one thing. There's there's quite a lot of different uh, aspects
0: to it. And how would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: My personal leadership style is participative, and uh, my, my leadership style has probably changed over the years. I'm 56 now, so when I was in my 30s uh my early thirties and late twenties starting out in management. I was a different manager to our management today because right. obviously I've gained a lot of experience over the years and made a lot of mistakes and learned from them. So uh today I'm a participative manager and what I do is I involve people. You know, I build a good team around myself. I know what my own strengths and weaknesses are. Are now, and uh, I think to be an effective leader, you need to build a strong team around you, uh, especially in areas where you're weak. So, for example, you know, if you're in an area where I'm weak is, is is the actual deliverance of the care that my business provides, and I have a very strong uh, social worker qualified manager that that, that 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 facilitates my weakness in that area. So I think you know that's a, a good a good a good thing to do is to know where where your own strengths and weaknesses are and put strong people around you in your own areas of weaknesses to to give you a good solid team. You know, in terms of personal traits, I think you need to be strong-minded, focused, driven. You know, I've set quite a few businesses up from from a start now, from nothing. Uh, you need to be organised and planned. And I think you need very good communication skills across all levels, whether you're talking to, you know, the cleaner or or sales director. I think you need very good communication skills. Right. But personal characteristics as well.
0: Now, Uh, let's go back to the very beginning of your uh, journey in the world of work. When you first entered the work field, uh, or rather the field of work, um, was there any particular individual or set of circumstances that formed the way that you lead today?
1: Yeah, quite a few, really, because uh, when I left school, I, uh, I, I went into manual work, uh, trained as a car mechanic, and then went into the uh, scrap trade. And when I got to sort of 1920, I realized that I should have done better at school, and I went back to night school, and I did my O-levels and A-levels at night school and a five-year business degree at Sheffield Callum University on a part-time evening and weekend basis. And I had people managing me in the workplace and now learned from their strengths and weaknesses, and, and especially their weaknesses, which affected me quite greatly as a, as a shop floor employee. Uh, I made sure that, I, obviously, when I became a manager, that I didn't sort of treat my staff in the way that some managers have treated t- me in the past.
0: Well, it's so important to uh, understand that we can learn from experiences that aren't, aren't necessarily pleasant, and they sometimes provide better lessons than uh, when everything is uh, a OK.
1: Yeah, I think I think for example, the the uh, you want the best from your, from your staff. You want you know you want them to be happy at work. I mean, you know, people don't generally like going to work. Most people go to work because they have to provide for the families. Uh, but be, you know, less ambitious people. But you want them to be happy at work, as happy as they can be, because then they're more productive, the environment's more pleasant, and, and, and you get a, a more productive and happy staff. You know, your team levels are lower, and your staff turnover is lower, and sickness is lower.
0: And how do you keep so, your staff happy and productive?
1: Uh, well, we're very fortunate. We've got a very good team of staff here. We've just uh, converted seven of the rooms into residential, so we're going to do uh, seven-bedroom residential as well as the daycare now. Wow! And we've got a very focused and experienced team. So I do I do focus on having an experienced team around me. So they've got a, a lot a lot of years' experience in care. All the staff that work here. Uh, we have daily meetings in the morning before before any clients come in and we talk openly about everything uh, and at the end of the day uh, we have a a, a a meeting at the end of the day to do, just to review what's happened during the day and, and anything we need to, to address uh, regarding any changes like the, the new seven bedroom development I've kept all the staff fully aware of everything that's been happening throughout it so they know as much as I know basically and just, just to give you a small example uh, for example our, our but care manager, uh, registered manager, Karen, uh, uh, yesterday, she uh, she had a doctor's appointment early morning and she was supposed to be on training in the afternoon. And um, Because she got a lot on her mind, personal issues and this doctor's appointment, she forgot to go on the training. Uh, I was on a day's leave yesterday and I came in the, this morning and she was all upset that she'd missed this training, but she'd explained to me what had happened. She'd explained to me that she'd rang the training company up she rebooked herself on it in two weeks' time and, and persuaded the, the training company not to charge us twice. So she'd done everything she could to rectify the situation. But she was a bit upset and a bit worried about things. And I just said, Don't worry about it, Karen. I said, You know, I forget things every day. You know, it's and 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 just you just. Like that—that that was my response, you know. So it put her at ease about the situation, and right. and I said that I do things like that all the time, which made made her feel better about it, and and, and it just diffused the situation.
0: And that's a huge thing uh, within yeah. uh, the realm of leadership to understand yeah. that uh, your employees aren't machines; they are fallible human beings that sometimes it's will people. drop the ball. Uh, but that's it's just right. how we how we accept that and and go through that yeah. that's important. Yeah. Um
1: so when I was 27 for example or just starting out in management I may have responded differently to that and and, and upset the individual and do you see what I mean I do as you grow as you get older
0: what would your advice be to the next generation of emerging leaders uh
1: my advice would be to the, the, some key things really to know your limitations really uh, how far you want to go in leadership because i went quite a long way working for other companies i went up to sort of general manager director level of 100 million pound turnover companies and i was comfortable with that but but you know it did it did affect my family life i did have to travel all over the world and be away from home a lot so uh, you've got to be aware of, of your your limitations. And be aware of your strengths and, and weaknesses, and I think you, you need to focus on your personal traits again. You need to be to be an effective leader. You need to be strong-minded. You need to be focused. You need to be driven, organised, well-planned, very good communication skills across all levels, but also honest, trustworthy. You need to have humility, be humble, and be an excellent listener. And, and 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 it's very difficult for young people to grasp all that, but, but you need that whole package to be an effective leader and there are things to focus on personally uh, and business-wise, you know, because if you're not organized and planned, you're going to fail. You know, you, you're definitely going to fail. So you, that that's a key requirement for any leader to be planned and organized, you know, and, and to be driven. Because the, the people that lead have to be driven. They have to of course. go the extra mile. They have to get up earlier in the morning than everybody else. And they have to be there when everybody else has gone home, you know, so, you know, and give up weekends and things, depending on what industry sector they're working in. But that's just generally.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together is very quickly drawing to its close. But before yeah. I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for Edmund Street Activity Centre?
1: Well it's very exciting for us because we've had a fantastic uh, activity centre where we look after adults younger and older with social needs uh, for the last seven years and now we've built this residential de- uh, development we've got seven ensuite uh, bedrooms we're going to be looking after adults 24 hours, seven days a week with learning disabilities and difficulties and we've got now to sort of plan what they're going to do with their life so we- we've got to try and Work with them to develop where possible people that they can go live in the community. Now that won't be the case for everybody, but if we can work with people and develop some of the people to progress and develop and have life skills that helps them, you know, be more more community based, then that's mm-hmm. a, a fantastic achievement, and that's what we look to do. So, I think the residential that we, we we're developing will actually extend because there's facilities to build above, so we we may end up with sort of fifteen beds over the next couple of years. So focusing really on, on that is the next stage uh, for, for Edmond Street. So I think it's very exciting. It's something we've not done before and something we're really looking forward to providing that service for people.
0: Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you, and I very much hope to speak with you again in the near future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Steve Ward, Managing Director at Edmond Street Activity Centre. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
2: Uh, we're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. Sir Jeff Hurst, uh, thank you very much for coming on today.
3: Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon.
2: uh, well, I, mean, I can tell you if you sorry. want.
3: You've want, you got time. I can tell I go, you if you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go on. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing a, a at a dinner in,
3: in the Channel Lines, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of honor. Mm-hmm. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions from the audience at the end of the evening. And there was, there was a football questions. And then all of a sudden, I had somebody at the back who
2: you, you don't have to, but I will. No,
1: well,
3: um, it's, it's okay for a third party to do it. Uh, perhaps, um, perhaps that may have been the case over the years. Uh, people look at you, and um, uh, maybe uh, it has a uh, helpful effect. Uh, but I do think you—you you, how you behave and set examples on and off the pitches—people must realise that uh, that's, that has an influence. How you react and behave mm-hmm. to, to situations on and off the field.